I love the way the First Gen Lounge makes me feel. Because it creates a space where I belong. Where we're able to create community. The fact that it's a community. It's a safe place. It also gives me a place to understand different perspectives. The stories of these individuals prescribe transformational perspective. I receive encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment. And also serve as a catalyst to just keep going. Where we're able to be our true selves. I'm allowed to be an unapologetic first gen. And above all else, tell our story. And every episode is unique. I love it. I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. We are at session 100. Like, one zero zero, like, 100. Like, we are there. And I am just blown. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so excited. I am so, just so many feelings that I can't put into the show or on paper. It just, oh, be still my heart. This is just beautiful. It's amazing. And I want to thank you for being here on today for episode 100 of the First Gen Lounge. Didn't, oh, you heard those tunes? Okay. Yeah, you did. Okay. Uh, just a little bit. So can I admit that this week has been, for lack of better words, weird. Sunday, January the 26th, as you know, if you tuned in, of course, was my birthday. It was my birthday. And I can't even start to tell you how incredibly, like, pumped I was about the day. Like, let's recap. I aired session 99 of the podcast. I just announced to you all about the keynote that I have coming up. And after a two-month hiatus of being off of social media, more so Facebook and Instagram, I was back on and actually excited to like come out of hiding. Like, I'm like, hey, what's been going on? I think I've been missing stuff for real. I had literally just posted my video about the 99th session of the show on Instagram, ran to the store with Mr. Dr. Hudson, which I'm no longer saying the other Dr. Hudson, but it's Mr. Dr. Hudson. And um, we came back home. So I decided when we got back after kind of getting settled, set on the couch and I was like, I'm going to get on Instagram, you know, see if I have any likes or comments so I can engage because engagement is important. And as soon as I, I get on, all I see was rest in peace, rest in peace, rest in peace. I'm like, what in the hell? So I go to Facebook and again, rest in peace, rest in peace, rest in peace. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And then I'm like, James, oh my gosh, James. I was like, did you, did you hear about Kobe? He was like, what happened to Kobe? I'm like, he did. And of course this is, throwing me off at this moment because I'm just like what in the world like are you serious right like what and then I'm like wait a minute no it's not just him him and his daughter oh my god so I'm just freaking out at this moment Kobe Gigi Aira Sarah Peyton Christina John Carrie Alyssa these are the names of the individuals whose lives were lost in a helicopter crash on Sunday. Sunday, my birthday, Sunday. And I say all of their names because all of their lives mattered. They all mattered. And and I keep thinking to myself, here I am celebrating my life. And I, I made this really big deal. Like you can go back and check the session notes and see the Instagram posts about 126. I'm like, 126, 126, if you add it together, that's nine. And nine lives just like that were gone. What in the world 
The thing that made it even worse was that this incident, as I'm sure you will agree, felt so untimely and was so freaking tragic. Like, oh my gosh, what are the chances and how did this happen and why did this happen? There's so many questions and things going on in my head. Like, I think even when, you know, things such as the nature happen where people pass away, we can almost have an understanding when it's sickness or illness or even a car accident but something like this it just really had like my heart drop and and my whole day shifted like I was just in a in another space you know one of the primary reasons that I'd even opted to get off of social media in the first place is because it can be filled with like so much sadness I guess one thing to know that there's something that's happening right But it's another thing, especially when something bad is happening, to be flooded with this thing, to like constantly be hit with it. And as somebody who's learned that I'm an empath, it really helps me to like check out whenever I can to keep from being so overwhelmed by bad news. So sometimes I don't check my text messages or I get on social media or even an email or something like when it's just bad news, bad news, bad news. It's it's a lot, but it's a lot for anybody, empath or not. And like, truthfully, I have absolutely no problem with people sharing or, or being a mourning publicly, even in the social media space, because I understand, you know, it's the thing about connections. I do have refined it to be, again, really intense. And in this instance, this is how I see it. When one person is posting or sharing about something, it's one person. And as people as posting, we always think that I'm one person. This is just my one post, Right. But when millions of people are sharing their one post about the same thing, especially when it's something that's tragedy, depending on how many people that you're connected to in whatever that social space may be, that one post can quickly turn into several hundred thousands or millions of posts. And so that's something that I try to be mindful about in a social media space because I think about how my one good day my birthday like my earth celebration one post triggered another post another post another post and and it just ended up being oh my gosh like I can't even tell you that and I'm not going to sit in front like I was a Kobe fan or Lakers fan for that matter but that does not take away from me feeling the tragedy and the hurt and the pain of what's happened like it's even hit me deeply I get the magnitude of this man's presence you know, in this world. And I hurt thinking about this 13 year old when I have, you know, nephews and a niece that are the same age, like just can't imagine like, holy crap, like really. And, and it's just life. Life is so fragile. And it's really something that I think we shouldn't take for granted ever. But then here's the thing that really gets me right. Cause I've spent some time talking about the social media and the post and the one becoming a million thing. Cause it all kind of, it all comes together, not kind of comes together. It all comes together because here we are at session 100 and I've been so pumped about it. Like, Oh my God, Oh my gosh, it's so surreal to me. And you know, I love numbers. So the number 100 is associated with achievements and accomplishments of goals. And it's been a really big deal that the first gen lounge because of you, And all those who support the lounge has made even this session possible. I was really thinking a lot about how to make this session something that would be truly memorable. Now, that's not to say that I don't think or give much thought to any of the other shows, but I really wanted to commemorate this particular show because episode 100 won't come again. 
this is the only time we're having a session 100 like this is this is our 100 okay we here but think about when people turn 100 we celebrate like how magnificent when companies or corporations or businesses turn 100 we celebrate we celebrate 100 because it's a century and not that it's a century for the show but it's it's 100 because I'm going to get past it in a minute because I'm like, wow, really? Like, I'm just going to bask in it, right? I mean, this is a part of commemorating the moment. But I knew that, or I was thinking about, maybe I should do a live. Maybe I should do like Facebook Live. Maybe I should solicit a whole bunch of feedback from you all and feature like several people. Maybe I should do a multi-person interview. Maybe I should do a massive giveaway. My brain was tripping because I really wanted to make 100 special. But this is what makes this particular session very ironic. A few weeks ago on my sorority's Founders Day, I was going to do a show on legacy, but I decided against it. So I changed that idea and I was like, okay, drop that. I'll just do it for MLK Day because, you know, this man was legend and Mr. Dr. Hudson. We were having a conversation, a whole conversation about legacy and even understanding legacy in the context of MLK's life and how he shaped the world. And I was like, well, okay, so this makes sense. I'll just do it for MLK Day, you know, just make it happen. Yet, I had another change of heart and decided that I was just going to do session 100, this session, about legacy and tap into my thoughts about why I created this show. And I have the platform that I have and to start to get you to think about your legacy. Now, I'm telling you, I had every intention of recording this show like a week and a half ago. But I kept putting it off. I kept putting it off. And per my Google Docs, I actually outlined this show weeks ago. But again, just put it off because sometimes I just put stuff off and I think that that's natural. So I just had not recorded this show by Sunday. And then Sunday happens. So session 100 And at this moment of learning about this tragedy and my heart sinking and thinking about talking about legacy, I was 100% sure that this is what today's show was supposed to be about. This is commemorating what we are as first-gen students, graduates, professionals. It's celebrating the legacy that we are all creating in our own space, how we take up space and how we are here for a reason. And as I believe there is no coincidences because I hadn't recorded the session and then this really insane thing happens and it throws off my internal space on Sunday. I then found myself thinking, I know I'm not the only person who's affected and feeling some kind of way, but I also know a lot of us are thinking about our own legacies and the work that we're putting this earth to do. So in solidifying that thought and thinking about the life of the late Kobe Bryant, I mean, just how all of it came together and the lives of all nine individuals who were on a plane, who in some way, shape, form, or fashion were doing something to shape their world and the world around them, I am sincerely here to offer you three things to consider as you're thinking about how to leave your own legacy. Growing up, and I imagine that you may have experienced some of the same things, legacy wasn't something that was talked about in my household. But even so, when I've heard legacy or thought about legacy over the years, it was always tied to having children and leaving a legacy and leaving people and having people, you know, like these these human beings that you create that are yours. And I never saw children 
as legacy, although I can understand having people to carry your, your genes and, you know, your DNA and your last name and all that, you know, being an extension of you. I always saw legacy as being something that affected many people on many levels in many ways, but it just wasn't limited to children. So one of the first things that I want to present to you is this question being, what does it mean to leave a legacy? As we think about how to leave a legacy, something that is important to think about is what does it even mean in the first place to leave a legacy? Like you have to really define what legacy is for yourself. It's important that you do this because if not, you're going to drive yourself a little nuts trying to create a legacy that doesn't even make sense because it's something that somebody else told you was supposed to be your legacy. If I'd run with the fact that children were supposed to be my only legacy, I wouldn't think about the work that I'm doing, especially in the space of the first gen lounge is something that is a legacy that I want to leave. It's a legacy that I want to I'm working toward in in being impactful in my space of the world by defining a legacy. It's being able for me to help others in their own lives to be better people and to know that they were changed by my living. So when you think about what does a, a legacy mean? What does it mean to leave one for you? Is that the work that you're doing? Is that how you're going to be a parent? Is that by the financial resources that you're going to provide to others uh, through what means you may have? What does it mean? Define that for yourself as it will help you shape the path for things that you will do to leave your legacy. Which then leads me to number two and a question I've had to ask myself many times. Why is leaving a legacy important in the first place? Why do we care about a legacy? Why is a legacy a big deal? Why do we name people as icons and legends and all these great things? What I gather is that leaving a legacy is important because it's also a tie to purpose and knowing that we've left a mark on the world. So when I ask you why is leaving a legacy important, understand why it's important to you. Because when you understand why it matters, then you can very well find the motivation to do whatever it is you want to do most. So by saying that, if you have defined legacy as your children and what you do to nurture them and to help them grow and be better people who leave a mark on the world as well, then you will know why your motivation is your family or your children or being a great parent, even if you aren't married to the mother or father of your child or children. If education and changing the lives of students is how you see a legacy happening, then you know why education is the motivation because it's directly tied to what you have defined as creating a legacy and what it looks like. So again, why is it important? Not just what does it look like, but why is it important? So that you can be motivated in whatever it is that you're going to be doing in this life. I'm motivated so very much by what I'm doing now. I feel like I've never been more motivated in my life because I know that me looking at the world around me and all the people in it and all the experiences we've ever had to connect with the group of individuals who've experienced 
so many things in life similar to what I've experienced is important that I help those to be able to be moved by who they are, by what they do and by what they believe. I want them to really believe in themselves like people. So that includes you to know that what I've been through in my life matters and that it matters because I can help somebody else. And I believe this for as long as I can remember. And it's because of that, that I work so hard day in, day out to make sure that I'm leaving the better parts of myself behind. And that not even that people need to remember my name, but that if it's something that I said or something that I did to help somebody, that I'm leaving the world a better place, especially through the lives of those who have, again, walked similar paths as I have to know that their families long term will be better because they may have ever been touched by a book that I wrote, a quote that I shared, an episode that I put out, an interview that I had, something that may have sparked something in somebody else. It's why it's so important to me. And in spite of how challenging I've had of moments over the past three and a half years, I refuse to give up on what this is because legacy for me is also so much bigger than me which then leads me to this third thought. Who do you want to be touched by your legacy? And how are you going to touch them? What, when you think about your legacy, what does that look like in terms of the work that you're doing every day, be it that it's in the household or outside of the household? Are you looking to reach millions of people or just a small group of folks? Is legacy being a celebrity or is that just doing good work in your community or just in your household either way it's fine but for you to know who you want to touch and how you want to touch them is also as meaningful as defining what legacy is because only until you know what your legacy is why is leaving a legacy important and who you want to be touched by your legacy and how you're going to do that, can you move forward in working toward building your legacy? Whatever that may look like. Is that poetry and spoken word for children? Is that mathematics education for Black students in Mississippi? Is that first-generation empowerment through podcasting? Is that being the person to build a building that supports the homeless in California. What thing do you want to do? And does it matter if people know about it or not, but you will know that you were part of that. How are you going to do it? Who are you going to touch? Why is it important? What does it mean to leave a legacy? I've seen and heard several things this, this week. These talking about Kobe Bryant's legacy and what he wanted to do to inspire other people to elevate their own. And I was like, I'm not going to tap into this Kobe Bryant thing. I'm not going to make it the contingency of my show. It's That's not it. And it's not the thing. But while it's fresh, just to be honest with you, while it's fresh, you think about is your craft of being a talented speaker or writer or educator, is that your legend? And if it's your legend, does it really matter how famous you are, how rich you are, if you know that that is what you were put on this earth to do and that the work you're doing is intended for the people who you are supposed to serve? Do you know that? 
Because if you know that, you can act and act like you know that. You can be a part of whatever thing, big or small, and play your part in what that may be. You're like, well, what do you mean by that? It may change the way you understand your legacy, how you feel about going to staff meetings. I know I need to go to this staff meeting because I know that I need to provide my input for this thing so that at the end of the day, those who I'm serving have a voice. One of the things I love about higher education is being in a space where I am able to be at a table and change a policy that ultimately changes the experiences of thousands of students. That's something I used to love. And thinking about the legacy and how I've been creating what I'm creating through this first gen lounge platform and and through speaking and through writing is thinking about being able to, again, implement strategies, share strategies, share tips, share lifestyle, share wisdom to be able to continue to influence others in a positive way, but to build their lives, your life in a way that matters to you so that you feel a good about who you are being to you who and what I needed. So with that, I don't know if I'll reach 500 people, a thousand people or a million people. But for me, it's not about the number of people I'm reaching as much as about the work that I'm doing to say that I believe in what I'm doing. And I haven't believed in something so much. I believe in higher education. I believe in education. I believe in teaching and, and holistic development and personal development and even now entrepreneurship, but all those things showing up in my work. So thinking for you again and everything you do, no matter what you're doing, is is it a part of your legacy? Is this what you want for yourself? And you can tie your legacy to so many things. You can tie it to your health and to your wellness, your, to your emotional health, physical health, financial health, all of it. Because if you know what your legacy is, are you capable of doing that thing? Or if not, because of a certain condition that you could definitely, if it is in your wheelhouse, I would say, brother, that you can maintain. I knew as a speaker that I needed to be in a space personally where I would feel, and I talked about this to you all before, the energy and to have the wherewithal to be able to go out and and do engagements and have the travel and, and keep up with myself. I needed to eat better and I needed to work out, though I just started working out for real. But I say that because I knew I needed to do some things to change my life if I was going to tie it to my legacy because if even just eating well would make me feel better, then I can go to an engagement and thrive more. And I'm not saying that it's meant that everybody's supposed to be petite, but it was me showing up in spaces, trying to do my work and not even feeling well enough to do my work because I'm tired, because I'm on a plane and I'm feeling, you know, some kind of way more or less embarrassed by having to ask for a seatbelt extension and not being comfortable being squished in the middle if I just happen to book my, my ticket late. Like these are little things that for me, I felt was hindering my legacy. And I, I said, and I said again, it wasn't about needing to be small that I lost my weight. It was eating right and wanting to feel well and my my body shifted, but also my confidence shifted and also my energy shifted and also my ability to go for long periods of time just on 100 shifted as well. When I talk about mental health, having to deal head on 
with anxiety and depression and a bit of agoraphobia, you know, here or there, I've had to address these things head on because otherwise they were going to get in the way of my ability to leave my legacy, to go to events, to show up for students, to be able to be where I need to be because I'm scared to leave the house. That was a hindrance because I'm afraid to do things. I'm scared I'm gonna have a panic attack. I gotta get out there and I gotta go and, and I need the help. So that's getting a therapist. Thinking about your legacy, it ties to the very root of who and what you become. It really, really does. And I don't want you to spend too many months of your life being unintentional about how you live because the days can pass you by and you won't get the days back. They don't come back. You don't get the time back. My grandfather told me when I was young, the one thing I value is time because once time is gone, that's it. And I know that's part of the reason I value time so much because at the end of the day, I know that this day is gone. It's gone forever. That's just that. So my charge to you is to continue to work toward your legacy and to really think about what it all means. What does your life mean? And doing that by using these few things to consider and whatever things you need to add to it, by all means, but thinking about what does it mean to leave a legacy? I want you to think about why is leaving a legacy important to you and then spend some time and your thoughts on who you want to touch and how you will touch them when it comes to your legacy. Thank you for being a part of helping me build my legacy, for entrusting me to be in your space, to be doing the work that I believe I was put on this earth to do to show up like you do, to make meaning of my life's work. My hope is that you will continue to trust that this journey is yours and yours alone and that what's meant for you will always be and that you, of all the, you would say, millions of opportunities to be here through, um, you know, the get busy stuff, but of, of the millions of millions of human anatomical parts, human anatomical, did I just make that word up? I did parts, you know, that could have come together to make you, you, you were the one to survive, to be here because your life matters, your work matters, your family matters. It matters. Don't take a single day, moment, any of it for granted. And in all that you do and all that you're working to become, know that every experience is shaping you to be an even better version of yourself. And last but certainly not the least, I mean, again, deeply in my thoughts about all things related to, you know, legacy and really want, I just really wanted this show to be something that you could take to heart that, yeah, it might be heavy. It may require you to make some changes immediately. And, you know, we talk about it all the time. Life is short. And because it's short, don't waste a minute doing something that's not what you're supposed to be doing. And you know better than anybody what you're supposed to be doing, how you're supposed to be doing it, and with whom you're supposed to be doing it. And I say all the time, you know, especially these days, I'd rather work on 
what I know I was put on this earth to do and be totally committed to it, then do something that's outside of what I know I'm supposed to be doing and something happened and then I not be in my space. So to that thing I wanted to share, if you ever heard of Marie Forleo before, she's somebody who I think is like awesome in all the sauce. But she happened to share in a, in a recent message a scene from a poem from Jojo Rabbit. And the poem was Go to the Limits of Your Longing. And I thought it was well enough put to share it with you as well. But her thoughts were, or as the poem says, let everything happen to you, beauty and terror. Just keep going. No feeling is final. As you're on this journey of adulthood, of being a professional, being wives, mothers, husbands, cousins, friends, mentors, business owners, lawyers, doctors, teachers, everything you can imagine. As you're working towards your legacy, let everything happen to you, beauty and terror. Just keep going, no feeling is final. Because as you're working towards your legacy, there will be ups and there will be downs. But it's a part of life. And how ironic, again, we just talked about facing failure, right? Just keep going. Just keep going. And as the magical words, I always say, you know, keep pressing forward. All right. So I want to thank you again for being here on today and talking all things legacy with me. Just a quick picker upper. because I know that show may have been a bit heavy, probably one of the heavier shows that I've done. But again, just all of my feelings. Right. But um, I do want to just share a few things with you before you completely go. For the month of February, I'm doing something really different or something that I've never done before and would love for you to participate with me if you shall. But on LinkedIn every day for, again, February, I'll be celebrating Black First Gens. So, you know, just come and check out who I'm talking about. May even be you because I'm definitely watching and I realized as a Black First Gen, I've been doing work with other Black First Gens, but also recognizing the need to have more of a conversation about what it means to be Hey, Black First Gen, a lot of individuals who I who I know, who I've met that are Black and First Gen don't know because we're not first generation American, which really changes the narrative. So in honor of being a Black First Gen and, you know, woman and all kinds of things, definitely want to celebrate some Black First Gens next month. And if you will, click the link in this week's episode description to access the show notes. Um, just go there, hit show notes for what session 100 and in the comments of the notes leave us a message and, and tell us what does it mean to you to leave a legacy i would love to hear your thoughts on legacy how even you want to build your own and what things you're doing to you know make it happen as always know that i love you i am grateful for you and i'm so so glad to be celebrating episode 100 with you to have you here to see this moment Let's keep rocking. Like, can we get to 500? Like, yes, we can. Uh, but yeah, but you are amazing in all kinds of ways. And as I, I say a thousand times, I say it until I'm blue in the face, black in the face, whatever you want me to be. Keep pressing forward. All right, I'm out. Peace. <laughs>